and I think that's that's part of a bigger a, a picture thing um, that we need to answer f f first, um, that we need to know first um, what is the picture that the Lord wants us to see. Where does He fit in? Where does mankind fit in? Humanity? And then when we know that, we know where do we fit in the bigger picture? The why are we here? Question. Amen? Yeah. Make sense? Yeah. If not, just look at me like that. But you look at me like that anyway. Okay. So, <laughs> <laughs> I'll try to make sense. <laughs> So don't look at me like that. Look at me like, yes, I understand. Um, so yes, the, 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 bigger, um, the, the bigger question, and the, the, the first one that we need to ask is, is what is our place in this world? Like, what does the Lord want, want us to see about Him? Mankind, and then where do we fit in? And to make, um, to make sense of that, I'll, I'll, I'll have a short um, sermon today, and then I'm going to pull some of our um, teams, the, the, the people, to to just share what the Lord has done in their lives this last year or two. Because when we see what the Lord has done in people's lives, then we know that if there's a place for them in His kingdom, there's a place for me, there's a place for you. Because there's this one for each and there's a there's a place for each and every one of us here today. Amen. Yeah. Do you believe it? Because yes. you can't say amen if you don't believe it. So you must believe that the Lord has you here with a plan and a purpose. Amen. So let's um let's answer the, the, the question why are we here today? So I'm gonna let you guys turn to Psalms, Psalms, Psalms 8, and I'm going to read from verse, um, verse 1 to 9. I'm going to read the whole Psalms from the New King James Version. Psalms 8, verse 1 to 9, and you can also see it on the board, I hope. If not, you can look it up also on your phone or in your Bibles. Okay. Psalms 8, verse 1. It says, O Lord, O Lord, how excellent is your name in all the earth, who have set your glory above the heavens. It was to, out of the mouth of babes and nursing infants, you have ordained strength because of your enemies, that you may silence the enemy and the avenger. I'm just going to read that again from verse 2. Um, it says, Out of the mouth of babes and nursing infants. Now, it's not that it always speaks about little kids. It's speaking about the weak. Keep that in mind. So, so out of the, the, the mouth of babes and nursing infants, you have ordained, it means he has established, he has set in place. What did he do? He set in place strength. And because of, your, because of your enemies, that you may silence the enemy. It means 
if you look it up, it means cease to exist, that you may silence the enemy and the avenger. Verse 3, when I consider, it means to look at your heavens. When I consider your heavens, the work of your fingers, the moon and the stars, which you have ordained, again, we get that established. Verse 4, what is man that you are mindful of him? And the son of man that you visit him. Verse 5, for you have made him a little lower than the angels, and you have crowned him with glory and honor. You have made him to have dominion over the works of your hands. You have put all things under his feet, all the sheep and oxen, even the beasts of the field, the birds of the air, and the fish of the sea that pass through the paths of the sea. O oh Lord, O oh Lord, how excellent is your name in all the earth. O oh Lord, O oh Lord, how excellent is your name in all the earth. This, this, um, so Psalms 8, it, it really spoke to my heart that the Lord tells us what is the bigger picture and why are we here. So we, we, we start off with um, verse 1 and 2 where we see that David, he actually recognizes the Lord for who he is. And he's, he, he pulls out that name that the Lord identifies himself with. He says, O Lord, O Lord, how excellent is your name. So the, the Lord has an excellent name. David recognized that he serves an excellent God. Because God's name, it represents also part of who he is. So he... He saw and he recognized that he serves an excellent God. He saw that God is a majestic God. He saw that there is radiant and splendor about God. And that's why he said, O oh Lord, our Lord, how excellent is your name in all the earth. He says that also because he recognized that no matter where we are on earth, when we look around us and we are looking for God, we can see his glory and his splendor. Yeah. This thing is moving around today. Yeah. So, when we look, look around us and we're actually looking to see and we, 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 we setting our hearts on God, we can actually see that He's, he's all around. We can't miss God. Amen? Amen. Amen? His glory goes above the heavens. So what does that mean? It means that His glory is even greater than everything He created. Amen? Amen. You with me so far? Yes. 
and I think also what what we see from the battles is, is is what what he did, how he looked at the Lord, how he saw like wow, God is an excellent to God. He said for us as well an ex, ex, example on on how we should look at God, because we we know God and we speak about God, but when was the last time that we actually looked at Him in awe, like in real awe, and say, wow, God. There's so much glory about you, like I can't even say it, I don't even have the words for it, I can't even understand it, but there's so much of you. When last did we, did we do that? When we looked up in the heavens? That's, that's something we need to do more, is to be aware of the Lord much more, and see His work around us. Because... Well, what happens when we see His work around us? When we begin to see His work around us, we begin to see more of Him. We begin to see more of His, His work, so we begin to trust Him more. We begin to grow in our faith more. And we begin to recognize things that He does in our lives more, not just in someone else's lives. And when He does things in our lives, testimonies to share and when we share it builds the faith of those around us when we share it builds our faith when we share it glorifies him because we speak about his goodness his glory does that make sense yeah. so look at God and then we go back, um, we, we read we go to verse 3 again and 4 again where it says, when I consider your heavens, it means when I look up at your heavens, up in the sky, the work of your fingers, the moon and the stars which you have ordained. Let me just stop there quickly. So, who walked in today in church and just said hello to everyone and you went up here and you got something to drink and had a good talk, a chat? Everyone here, basically. Who of you guys, when you walked in here, looked at the the, 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 the ground and you looked at all the ants, you're like, eh, there's an ant walk. <laughs> Who of you considered the ants walking there, or you just walked around and that's it? Stepped on a few ants on your way to church. It's something like that we miss. And in, in the biggest scheme of things, I'm, I'm sure you guys saw those pictures of how small the earth is within the universe and we are somewhere there as well now he says here and he, and he asks he asked the Lord he says when I consider the heavens the work of your, your fingers the moon and the stars which you have, you have ordained what is man who am I what is man that you are mindful of him and the son of man that you visit him why would the Lord even with everything that's out there why would he even look at us and think about us because there's so much more out there what is why would he, he want to do that? 
if we if we put this another way, so in in his day when he looked up at night he saw a few stars and he was in awe because of the glory of God and how big he is. So now we take that now to 2022 and we've got all these nice equipment to look up in the sky and see so much, so much more than he did. Should we not be even more in awe than he was of God? What we now see of God and what we experience of God. And it's interesting, for instance, if we look up in the sky and we see the sun and some clouds and, and here and there an airport, which is an airplane, which is awesome, it's nice. But when the sun sets and the sky transforms and we see stars and what we know about stars and the moon and everything else, we know, we can see that there's so, so much more out there. And somehow, some reason God put us here and he wants us to see all that he wants us to consider all, all that because he considered that when he made us it's all for us make sense so he asked what is man and you can put in you can put in your own name what is man that you are mindful of him and the son of man that you visit him. I think that's amazing. And now, verse 5 to verse 8, where it says the following, For you have made him a little lower than the angels. Him, it's a little h, so it means it's us. He has made us a little lower than angels. You have crowned him with glory and honor. You stop there quickly. So, the Lord made all this as well for us to to see His goodness, His glory, His excellence, um, and, and 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 He wants us to see things that make us happy. Amen. And then He says here, verse five, um, and you, it's God have crowned him with glory and honor. So, I'd like us to have a little bit of interaction today. I want you to take your hands and feel the crown on your head. Feel the crown. There's, there's, there's something on you that you can't necessarily see it. Some of you guys put on some cream so it shines under the light, it looks like a crown. I'm not gonna go there. <laughs> Pray for me. But it, it says there, and if, if you can't see it or feel it, look at the, the, the person the next to you and see if you can see the crown on their heads. Because it's there. What the Lord says here is, it means that everyone that he made, all his 
children, he put a crown on their heads. We, we can't necessarily always see it because why we look in the physical, but because we are children of God, He put a crown on our heads because we are children of the King. We are princes and princesses. Amen. Amen. Say my princess club. Amen. But we are children of the Lord. So but that's why he says he put he put a crown of his glory on our heads. So we need to start thinking who we are in him and why he put us here. If we don't believe that we wear a crown of glory, that we are really his children, then it, it's gonna make life harder for us. Then we, that, 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 that then we miss the whole point. We need to understand that He has crowned us with glory and honor. And he puts some of Himself within us and on us. Glory and honor. So when, when you, you walk out here and when you do your day-to-day -day business, do you do it to glorify the Lord and do you do it in an, an honorable way because that's part of Him that's within you and on you. So, He crowned us with glory and honor um, and, and then also He says, that you have, you have made him to have dominion over the works of your hands. You have put all things under his feet. Would you guys still believe that we actually still today have the, the dominion over all the earth? Or if you still believe that? Because that's, that's necessary for you to believe if you're a child of God. And when you have that, if you believe it, are you doing something about it? How are you looking after God's creation? And that's not just the trees and animals. That's how, how do you look after your wife? How do you look after your husband? How do you look after your church? How do you steward what the Lord has put in your hand? Because He put everything in your hand. Not just some things. Not just the things that we want in our hands put everything in our hands. Amen? Amen. So we can see from this, yes, that, that um, the Lord, from that psalm, we can see that the Lord um, wants us to be in awe of, of Him and His creation. And we should also then seek to be good stewards of what He put in our hands. And I believe that this Psalm 8 and you can you can go and purchase. Um, I believe that this Psalm 8, if you, you've ever wanted and to know where you fit in, this is a good start and to look at. So we first look at, at we see who's a, a, a God, where does he fit in the picture? His glory is above all. 
So he's above all. He created everything. And then he created mankind. He put a crown on your head of honor and glory. And then he gave you dominion over all the earth. So now you, you pull it down. And now you'll see where do I fit in this whole picture. And I think... And for us as well, you know, when we when we are hungry for God, when we search His heart, and when we like really with our whole heart ask Him, and we ask God, where do I fit in? What is my purpose? What do you want with me? He will answer you because the more hungry you are for Him, the more you search Him. So you take that step of faith. The more you search Him, the more He will come and He will give you the bread that you need. He will give you the answer to your questions. If you just sit and wonder, where do I fit in? It's not going to make a difference. You will, you will not hear from the Lord. He wants you to take that step of faith and ask the Lord, what is it? And when, and when that happens, when we step out, you know, we get that, that perspective of who the Lord is. And when we get that perspective of who He is in our lives, like I said and before, then we begin to see things around us and then we begin to experience things ourselves and we begin to have testimonies of the Lord's work in our lives. What is a testimony? In this picture, it's, it's when we sh sh share about the Lord, it's... it's um, and I put this, it's a way that we actually also worship God. So when you speak about Him, when you speak about His glory, His goodness, it's, a, it's a, also an act of worship. Worship is not just sitting there and singing. It's also talking about the Lord, talking about His, His goodness. Amen? Amen? Why is it a form of worship? Because... We remember what God did for us. I always um, say that when we forget the Lord, we forget what He did for us, then we forget Him. Um, when it's out of sight, it's out of mind. And that's what happens. But when we look for Him, we have those things and we share it, it forces us to remember God. Amen? about him we share our faith and we build each other's faith and we share it out loud because why then the whole creation hears the whole creation reacts when we share out loud out, out loud what the lord has did for us amen and when we share and when we share it's not just the physical people around us that that hear what we share, that hear about the goodness of God. It's also in the spiritual world. The whole sp 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 spirit world reacts. Number one is the bad guys, the, <coughs> the demons, they run and flee. Because when you speak, you speak about God, you speak about Him. And, that, and so they can't stand that. But then there's the angels in heaven. Each time you speak about the Lord, they bring glory to God. It says in Revelation 4, 
it, it speaks about that. I'm just quickly going to read that before we share. Uh, Revelation um, 4, verse 8, where it speaks about the four living creatures, each having six wings, were full of eyes around and within. And they do not rest day or night, saying, Holy, holy, holy Lord God Almighty, who was and is and is to come. Whenever the, the living creatures give glory and honor and thanks to him who sits on the throne, who lives forever and ever, the 24 elders fall down before him who sits on the throne and to worship him who lives forever. And cast their crowns before the throne, saying, You are worthy, O Lord. You are worthy, O Lord. So when we share, when we share, creation reacts and the angels respond and we all give glory to God. Amen? Amen. So I'm done the talking. For now, um, I just quickly wanted to, to, sh to share about why we share and why we are here. But I'm not going to give chance for you know, our, our church and the, the family to also just share what the Lord has done in their lives these last one or two years. Okay. First one is Jess. Jess, you can come and share. Good morning, everybody. Good morning. I hope I still look presentable because we have been praising down there. I had Katrinki on the one olive and Amira on the other olive and so uh, I hope I still look okay. But it's so much fun down there. I'm so happy to be able to come up here and speak this morning. Um, I joked outside, I said 20 minutes, right? And they're like, no, just two. So I'll try my best. Um, yeah, but before I speak about kids' church, I just have to say that for me to be standing up here and speaking about kids' church is just living proof that if you put your hand up and say, God, use me, he will find a way. Don't worry about the how or the when or the where. Just put your hand up and God will take you because that is absolute living proof that, um, you know, you don't have to worry about the details. So here I am. We are so blessed to, um, you know, work with your children on a Sunday. And uh, we have a wonderful team, some of them in here, that wrote it on a Sunday and just, you know, uh, just bring their whole hearts into those children. And I know that sometimes when we hear the word children's church, um, a lot of us have maybe this mindset from when we were younger, that it's a place where parents come to bring the children, where they can be uh, entertained and happy and quiet, um, safe. We try to keep them alive for one and a half hours to our best. Um, but really that is childcare. And yes, we know that we want to take so good care of your children and childcare is a big part of that. But at Living Word, the mindset is really something more. At Living Word, the mindset is really that of asking God every Sunday to say, show us these children as individuals. Show us what they need and show us really how we can build on their strengths and how we can, through that relationship with them, really bring the love of Jesus to every one of them. We want them to walk out here and really be filled with that in their hearts. So yes, we do take good care of them, but we really try 
and focus on the stuff that really matters for them. Even though they're little, you know, or a little bit older, um, we really focus on what their hearts need. So we do have a great curriculum. We don't just sing songs. Our curriculum focuses a lot on um, things like, who am I as a child? My identity in Christ. Jesus loves me and has a plan for my life. We focus on things like the power of your words and what you speak over others and to yourself. We show them how to pray. And believe me, your children can pray. You need to test them at home. They can really pray. Um, and things like love conquers all. But you know the most exciting thing for me downstairs is something that I never had as a child maybe. And that is showing them that they can walk in their ability, in a supernatural ability with God and the Holy Spirit and the relationship with the Holy Spirit. And I know that when I was growing up, I think the Holy Spirit was... You know, God the Father, God the Son, and oh yes, that third one, you know, the, the Holy Spirit one. I never grew up in a home where Holy Spirit was part of the dialogue. Um, and I really want to encourage you that, you know, you keep that dialogue with your children. I know it's difficult um, to, the whole concept of the Trinity and the Holy Spirit, even for us as adults, sometimes it can be overwhelming. So for a four and a five-year-old, yes, it, it's quite a, a task in front of us to, to, to get them to understand. But we have a great helper in the Holy Spirit. So we just bring the word and we bring the atmosphere and the Holy Spirit really does the rest. So um, I really want to encourage us and myself as, as parents that don't just make them think that Holy Spirit is something we talk about at church on a Sunday, right? It should be a part of their lives throughout the week. I know that when I send my kids, when my husband drives them off in the mornings to school, I will stand there for five minutes in the garage just... <laughs> You know, asking the Holy Spirit to be with them and protect them and give them, you know, the right friends and whatever they need. And it really does make a difference. I remember um, uh, last year when the big wave hit uh, of COVID, I'm not exactly sure when it was, I, I shared this with Marissa. I found my little one sitting there under a table. It was the most amazing, amazing thing I've ever seen. And she was just praying. She's, she was five years old at the time. And she was just, Jesus save the people in the hospital in jesus you know let them be alive and thank you and tears were just rolling down my face because i couldn't believe a child this young could actually pray like this and i thought well how could he come from dawn and then i remember she's she's coming from living word right <laughs> she's really i've i've installed this in her heart and she sees it around her friends and and what we bring to them so it really is something i want to encourage you doing uh, and thank you for trusting us with your children. Um, we, we are so excited about this year and seeing them grow in faith and grow in confidence. Um, yes, and just bring them every Sunday that you can. Even if you may be tired, just drop them off. We've got them, okay? And um, yeah, we look forward to this year and, and just letting the Lord take us on this journey with your children. So thank you. There's this um, something that happens in kids' church that, that I wish we could we could all experience um, every week. There's this something that happens in the way they they connect with the Lord because it's they're still so uncorrupted by the world and by doctrines and people's theologies and things, and still just and their hearts are still so pure and um, connected to God. There's so much that we can learn from them. I mean. Um, Marizan, she, there she is. Good morning, everyone. Good morning. 
I wanted to share my testimony and what God did in my life. And I was so overwhelmed with gratefulness that I ended up doing a 12-minute podcast, but I'll share shortly. <laughs> so in order for me to share what God did in my life, I have to share something very personal with you guys. So when I was younger, my father rejected me. He didn't want anything to do with me. And that obviously placed a big burden in my heart and it affected me, which led to me trying to find my worth in other ways because I didn't know the father heart. So I tried to find comfort, acceptance, everything in the world. So I thought my value and worth lie in what people thought of me, what they said about me, which is absolutely not true. Basically, I was trying to fill a hole that only my creator could fill. And I loved God, I knew God, but I knew something was missing. And the Holy Spirit led me to this wonderful church, and I'm so grateful. And I want to tell you what it did for me, just being in this church. So, I was baptized last year, 15th of March, by Johannes and Marissa. After that, and experiencing the fire of the Holy Spirit, I wanted more. And I signed up for Liberating Truths immediately. I probably should have buckled up for that, right? But I found out that this is not, certainly not a mediocre church. People are serious about God here, and for good reason. By the course I did, I discovered, I learned about righteousness and that I don't have to serve the Lord through a place of performance, like the world had conditioned me to believe. I learned about the heart of God, and I learned that my orphan heart and my fear of rejection had such a deep stronghold in me, and I needed to break that in order to move forward, which God did. I was robbed of my authority and my true identity that God had for me because the enemy had made me believe all these things that were certainly not true. And basically I, I learned that I had only tried, I'd exhausted myself in this world trying to, I was just surviving, I wasn't living until I found God here. So I learned to accept God's wonderful love for me because it's something you have to learn you can't give it if you if you can't learn to receive it and after that I started serving in church I thought I was doing it because I love God but then again he amazed me and he gave me through that this amazing church family we don't say hi and bye on a Sunday we we exercise together we coffee together we game nights together we do everything. We raise children together. And I discovered this amazing family God had, especially for me, a place where I felt home. And my church has become family with Jesus at the center of it. And I'm just so overwhelmed. So I, I was amazed at what God could do through a broken little girl such as myself. And if you were to ask me today who I am, 
I would tell you, I'm not the things that happen to me. I am not my suffering. I am not the things people say about me in this world. What I am is I'm a new creation in Christ. I am loved. I am redeemed, forgiven. I am his royal daughter. I am not a broken little girl anymore. And even though I, I was able to discover all of my identity and my authority in Christ, that doesn't mean we, we don't go through suffering anymore, because we do. But I can tell you, go through suffering with peace. Peace of heart, peace of mind, that God is there. And last year I went through some trials and tribulations, as we all do. And God spoke to me through 1 Peter 5 verse 10, which says, After your season of suffering, God in all his grace will restore, confirm, and establish you. And I was like, God, just get me through the suffering. When is this going to end? But now looking back and gone th having gone through it, I looked at the established part. And I looked at the definition of being established. It means to support, to fix something. So it stands upright and immovable. And I realized that I have become immovable in Christ. He has built and established me and my identity in his firm foundation and I've never been the same since. And lastly, I just want to thank Marissa and Johannes. I don't think people say that to you enough. Um, I read this quote and it reminded me of you guys. If your actions inspire others to dream more, learn more, do more and become more, you are a leader. And guys, you are all that and so much more. Thank you so much for your obedience and your faith in God in establishing this church. I don't know where I would have been without this. So thank you. Thank you, Oregon. Uh, Yaku. We have a meeting Yaku and after Yaku. Um, like 22 years and we had I don't know how school works these days but we had like a registered class where you had one teacher and in the end of matric they they would like give you like a, let's call it their opinion at the, at the stage um, and she would sit down in class she would say something about every child in the class and one thing I can remember that she said is that I will have, I will receive an amazing wife one day. And most of you that know my wife, she, he, God really came through. And from there, I was, I was in a bad crowd at that stage of my life. So that couldn't have been her opinion. I actually, with one boy, we had a fight first fight in her class. So the years after school, I went to college, I went to um, Cape Town, things didn't get better, um, got a bit worse. From there I went to um, do an apprenticeship as, uh, in, in Katu, 
didn't get better as well. Um, I stayed in really bad crowds and um, up until the day that I met my wife. Um, that's when things started getting better. So, as I said, that couldn't have been an opinion of me. It, it had to be from God. It had to be something that I needed to hear. And I met Milani like um, 13 years after that day, more or less. And yeah, we, we went to, um, to other churches here. We grew uh, spiritually together. And then our foundation wasn't right. We, we went through some stuff with the other church and um, it really shook us up. And then in the end we found Living Word. We found Johannes and Marissa. And I have to um, comment what Marizan just said and uh, just to thank them as well for listening to what the Lord sent them to do. And we did the Liberating Truths course as well. Yeah, we, uh, we, I found the Lord through that. Um, and it's not that I didn't know the Lord my whole life. It, it was just, I never gave the right attention to it. And in the end of the day, through that course, we set a lot of things uh, free. And yeah, I mean, just the fact that I'm standing here talking to you guys is, um, in the team that know me, I am the one that says the least most of the time. Um, so, yeah, I also want to thank Johannes and Marissa just for doing what God sent you to do. And, um, we continue to grow and, and hopefully through us, people can also, um, your lives can be touched. Um, and I just have to reflect back on my life if I if I have to look at the situations and uh, um, the things that, that I've been a part of, then I had to have protection from God. Otherwise, I, I would have not been here today. Um, so, yeah, thanks, guys. And God bless you as well. Yaku, now um, we had a we had a sound desk training thing last week as well with the team. He heard something on that man. It just gave him so much confidence. He heard that the sound guy is actually in charge. <laughs> he can just, if needs be, he'll just press mute or unmute. So well done, um, Peter. <coughs> Thank you for the video. I can see confusion. Yes. My name is Peter Estreisen. Um, the older one of the two, not the clever one. So I can hear him laughing. <laughs> I got a voice message from Johannes on a Friday afternoon, begging me. <laughs> I'm joking. Asking me to please come and give a testimony. 
and he was very specific in saying it should have been something that happened with me over the last two years to coincide with the two years birthday of the living word. So I scrambled around and I managed to find something that I would like to share with you this morning that happened recently. As you all know, I'm a transtibial amputee for the last 13 years. I had my ups and downs, issues, small ones, big ones. Small ones where I have to start learning or learn myself to walk again. The second one was to learn myself and teach myself to fall properly. And the last one was to not to fall. The other biggest issues that I ended up with was ulcers that started on the stump. Um, some of them were minor, they disappeared with the help of ointments, plasters. My lovely wife played nurse most of the times. And then in 2019, November, I developed an ulcer that would simply not budge. It wouldn't go. Um, it became worse, worse and worse to a point where in October last year, in fact in August last year, I was back on my crutches and I think some of you saw me here. Um, I reached a low point in my life where I realized that I'm not focusing on the person that I need to focus on, and that's Jesus. I also learned that I need to trust our God. But in the same trust, I need to believe that he would heal me. Need I say, I'm standing here today in front of you. I'm healed. All I want to say is, we have an awesome God. He listens to us. Trust Him for whatever problem you have in your life. Thank you. on Living Word's first birthday, Johannes and Marissa asked me to share a testimony, and I did, um, and it was about God's relentless love and his pursuit, but today I want to share a more um, extended version of that story, I think, because it's kind of all fallen into place. So last year, I did a crazy thing. Um, I cycled all the way from Bintuk to Swakop. 
And I wasn't sure, I really, I honestly, I wasn't sure why I was doing it. I had no idea. Um, I trained for six months. Um, and it was, yeah, it was a lot of sacrifice. Um, and then driving back in, it wasn't a great, great all over experience. And driving back in the car, you know, I, I just asked God, I was like, why? Why did I do this? Why, why did I do this? Um, and as I was worshiping in the car and just having a conversation with him, everything just fell into place. So nine years ago, I would have probably, you know, woken up very hungover, trying to make recollection of the night before. And then God sent me a dream in a dream that I was going to become an owner of a dog. And I got a dog. And his name is Tula. I still have Tula. And so Tula and I started going on runs together. And as I started going running in the mountains with Tula, I started just reconstructing, you know, this wonder, God's wonder. And I, st I began to, to love myself again, slowly but surely. Um, and I went on lots of runs with Tula. God sent me running shoes. He sent me a bicycle. And I had no idea that through all of this, he was preparing me and putting me on the right path for an even bigger thing. And one day, at a family gathering, the Lord, Jesus, walked back into my life and said, this is where I want to be. And then I found myself in this church with all of you, wonderful church family, and Johannes and Marissa. Um, and yeah, things fell, things fell apart again. But I realized through his grace and love that you can put things together again. And I learned how to deal with grief, immense grief and heartache. And I learned how to forgive a hundred thousand times over. Um, and yeah, I'm not, my wheels still fall off the bus sometimes, but I'm here and I know, I know that the condition of my heart has changed and I'm a changed person and I'm so much better equipped through the Lord Jesus Christ to pick up those pieces. Thank you, Lauren. Wow. So, I said a lot today, but I think they said more. And through, through what they shared, it, it's something that I believe that you I should take heart that where do I fit in? What is the Lord's for my life, he's got a plan for each and every one here today. And I say it over and over again, but see what the Lord does in everyone's lives. Like, Peter, who are you that the Lord even considers you? But he did. And Lauren the same, and Jacob the same, and everyone the same. Who are the, the, the Lord that he even considers you? He does. And that's why we are here today. That's why you guys are here today. That's why you are a, a, a part as well of, of, of living word. And, and the Lord put you here for a reason. We didn't call you and ask you to come to our church and be members. He sent you because there's something here that he wants to. 
to put into your lives that, that He wants you to learn and to expand on your faith and your walk with God. You are here for a reason. Amen. So, we're going to conclude. I know we're going to go a little bit up um, today, um, a little bit over the time, but we're going to conclude with a communion. And again, we're going to do it today a little bit differently. So, what we're going to do today is, um, do you have one of those praise reports? I think I have one here. Because we serve an awesome God. What we're going to do before you take a communion is put one of these praise reports things on your chair. And I want you to think, what is it that the Lord did in your life? This last one or two years that you know you're going to praise Him for. That you're going to be thankful for. Because He did do something in each and every one's lives. Otherwise, you would not be here today. So, I want you to take some, some time on your own. Write on this thing, this um, paper, something good about God. When you're done, I want you to come and put it here again in the bowl in front here and to take your communion and after that we'll pray together. Amen? Amen. So I'm going to give you guys a few minutes just to, to have some time with the Lord and then um, when you're done you can come and, and, and get your communion. Amen? report in there and I want you now in your own time to have some time with the Lord and just thank Him for what He did for you on the cross you thank the Lord for what you have written on there and just bring glory to His name just praise His name because He's a good God and in the end I'll just end for us in prayer Amen Thank you, Lord, for, for being in your house today, Lord God. We thank you, Lord, that I can call you my God and we can call you our God. Yes, Lord God, we come and we exalt your name and we praise your name, Lord Jesus. For you are perfect in your faithfulness, Lord Jesus. And you have done wonderful things, Lord God, in our church and, and everyone here this morning, Lord Jesus. And I pray, Lord, like, like it says in your word, Lord Jesus, that let everything of the creation, let all parts of the creation that has breath, praise your name. Praise the Lord. Yes, Lord, as it says in Psalms, where it says, the Lord is my strength and my shield. My heart trusts in and he helps me. My heart leaps for joy. And with my song, I praise you. So yes, Lord, for us as well as a, a, a church, Lord God, you are our strength. You are our shield. It is only because of you, Lord, that we are here today. And yes, Lord, our hearts, our church, we trust in you, Lord God. We trust in you as our only help, Lord God, as our only provider, as our counselor. We 
thank you for that, Lord Jesus. We thank you, Lord God, that we can be on this, this exciting journey with you. I bless every member of this church, Lord God, with your goodness, with your grace, with your mercy. With your favor, Lord God. And I pray, Lord, that your presence will always be felt in this place. Will always be with us in our church. Let us, Lord God, as a church, only go where you lead us. I thank you for that, Lord Jesus. And I pray, Lord, that we will be a, a, a church, a thankful church, a church that have constant testimonies of your goodness and your faithfulness and your glory and your majesty. Thank you, God.